Hello, this is Chris. And this is Andrew, and welcome back to, yet again, the endless and infinite coverage of The Witcher 3 here on Video Games Cover to Cover, episode 14, I believe. If you can't tell by Andrew's excellent use of sarcasm, this game is really becoming a slog. It, it, it's, it's, it's weird, because it, like, I mean, yeah, he's absolutely not wrong. It definitely is, but it... It's not even that the game is, you know, the game certainly hasn't gotten worse or anything. It's still a very high quality game or whatever, but it's just getting to the point where, I mean, maybe it's because we're doing, we're playing so much and trying to be so thorough about it, but it has gotten to the point where I kind of don't like sit down and I'm like, I really don't want to play today, but I kind of have to. I'm not even at the point, like it just keeps going on and on forever. Yeah. And that, that there's, it's not anything against the game i have a lot of trouble finishing games oh me too and especially rpgs like this that are long i mean and witcher 3 is one of the longest rpgs i've ever played but even like even 10 2 partially because of the rate we were trying to get through it near the end i was flagging a little bit i didn't really have a problem with 10 2 but that was mostly because of all the extra side stuff and because i could kind of take the switch with me wherever i wanted to go well, the Switch version for The Witcher 3 was not out yet, so I didn't really have that option. Right, yeah. And it's mostly just the fact that this the story's been great, the gameplay's been great. Yeah, there's no there's no part of the game that's really been bad. It's just there's so much of it and you know, if I was playing this the way I normally play games and kind of go through it at a much slower pace, it, yeah, it would take me a lot longer, but I'm sure I probably wouldn't be suffering from burnout the way I am now, but since we're you know, really pushing ourselves to keep moving and make a lot of progress so we have things to talk about, it is kind of getting to me. And, and the problem that I'm having is, like, with the, with, the, so with the signs and everything, there's only so much you can do. Like, I've now unlocked all the signs stuff, and unless I just... I have done nothing with my point. I think I have 11, 10 points or something that I just can't do anything with because I already have all the things I want. And I guess I could go further down on the path and get bigger and better sign stuff, but I guess I just don't feel a need to. And that's mostly because I'm absolutely annihilating everything I come across. Yeah, the the leveling system in the game has kind of... Like, it's definitely interesting, but I feel like the fact that it really limits you to only ever equipping 12 out of this massive list of things... And then you just have to swap things in and out as you want really kind of hampers things because now I'm at a point where I'm like, yeah, I, I mean, there are other things I would probably want, but what do I want to give up for it? Like, and I, I don't have anything. Well, and we, we have this ongoing debate on whether we're going to do the DLCs or not. And at this point, it sounds like it's a definitive yes. Yeah, we actually put up a poll uh, both on Discord and Twitter to get some feedback and as it turns out, uh, I mean, it wasn't quite as runaway of a vote as I was concerned it was going to be for a second, but they definitely, the, the fans have spoken and they've definitely said that they would like us to continue with Witcher 3 and not move on to something else. So we'd be lying if we said we weren't at least a little disappointed, but I can't tell you, however, I have the PC version and if I'm doing the DLC, I'm going ham. <laughs> I am going to activate mods. I don't care what anybody says. I'm going to now make the game I want. 
And if it's possible to get lightsabers, I'm going to. <laughs> because Geralt already seems like a Jedi. It only seems quintessential that he has a lightsaber too. But that aside, I'm definitely going to activate unlimited weight because I'm sick and tired of going back to a blacksmith in the middle of a quest just because I'm now full. And you fed me a bowl of lies. What? I went to every single race I possibly could, and I have not once gotten better saddlebags that allow me to hold more weight. How? So what? how much weight can you hold? Because I, I have 220, like I said. I don't know how you did it then. You must have some weird thing that I don't, because I have 160, which is the maximum I'm allowed to carry. I don't know what your saddlebags are, but mine are a maximum of 100, which I got, like, at the beginning of the game, and I've never gotten anything better. I went back and I did every single race to try and get better saddlebags, and I have not gotten them. And it's maddening, because I want to have more space, and yet I can't. And then you come in and tell me that I've got all this lavish room in my inventory. I never have any problems. 220. That's not true. Even with 220, I definitely still have problems. Must be nice. Well, I found a mod that says over 9,000, and I am going <laughs> to activate it. <laughs> because I am it sick and tired of these limitations, but I will finish the game unmodded. That being said, in... In the DLC, it's going on. <laughs> it's going off. It's happening. I saw a mod on there that lets you activate, like, basically every single um, skill. Like, you get 100-plus different skills, which is almost everything on the list. Yes, I am definitely going to get that so I can just become, like, a Geralt god going around just slaying everybody. Yeah, like I was just saying... The fact that it limits you to 12 slots really kind of puts a hamper on things because, like, I don't know what to even do with my points at this point. The only thing that you can really do, at least the only thing that I can really foresee doing, is just getting better gear. And, wow, it just seems like a slog. I mean, I don't know what kind of extras and stuff they added in the DLC, and we'll find out when we get there. But the game has really become very monotonous as far as getting stronger. Yeah, and honestly, I don't even really feel like I've had gear upgrades very much at all. I got a I got a new steel sword from a side quest recently um, that we'll probably talk about this week, and that's like the only gear upgrade I've had in a while. Like I really feel like as I've entered Act Three, partially because like there's nowhere new to go and stuff, and I, I just I already had everything. Apparently, a new sword that you're going to talk about. Yeah. What is this new sword? Well, did you did you do the uh, side quest for the town of um, like Hornton or whatever? It was the Witcher contract. I okay. might have. So, okay, well, we'll talk about this one. Uh, Before we do that, all right. did you go back and complete the female... The Armorsmith? Armorsmith. I did, yes. Let's talk about that first. Okay. Because I really enjoyed that. Yeah, no, one. the Armorsmith quest was very good. And it, it, it played out partially how I was expecting, but also partially not in a way that I liked. So you actually get the tools. Once you, once you have the ability to get to Skellige... You find the tools, and I think you actually get them in that ice giant layer. You, you do. It's like right by, um, I believe it's just up the path from the house that you go to for uh, like the lady Ceres' quest, the haunted house thing where that evil demon was that you fake kill the baby in. 
I don't remember exactly where I got them. I, I just know it was. I'm pretty on sure Skeleton. it's right near there. I knew it was in one of the kids' quests. I just didn't remember yeah. which one. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's hers. So you get these tools, and then you take them back, and the dwarf says, "Oh, great! I can finally make the master stuff." And you kind of see her in the background going like, "You kidding me?" And then this Nilfgaardian soldier shows up. Not yeah, not even just a soldier. He's like a lieutenant general or something, like very high up. I don't care about what his rank is. He means nothing <laughs> to me. I am Geralt of Rivia, and he is nothing. Absolutely nothing. He's he's not even worth the soot on my shoes, this guy. <laughs> so he, he comes up and he goes, hey, dwarf. Get, well, when you find out his personality. Well, I mean, yeah, like pretty much all the... I wouldn't even say all the Nuff Guardians, because like basically everybody of importance in this game is kind of a huge jerk. So you get, so he he says, hey, dwarf, we want armor, uh, not armor piercing rounds, but a, a armor that can block. Yes. Projectiles. Projectiles. The anti armor piercing sh- armor. armor. <laughs> <laughs> like a tank, but one that you wear. I feel like and, this metaphor may have gotten away from you a little bit. <laughs> It did quite a lot. <laughs> so you you get there, and uh, he, he kind of says he wants this armor, and he's building a contract for it. And while they're kind of hashing out the details, uh, the uh, woman comes up to you and says, hey, this is bullcrap. I'm tired of this. I'm the one who's going to end up making the armor anyway, and he's going to get all the credit for it. This is ridiculous, and this should not happen I I want to make my own armor. And Geralt's like, then do it. Go for it. And she goes, I mean, I would love to, but I need XYZ. And I think one of the things she needed acid from a like yeah. a cockatrice or something it's, that um, shot acid. Yeah, it, it's not a cockatrice. It was a. It's been a while, so I don't rightly remember. It was like a. It was a greater griffin. Okay. That's right, because it was. I, I almost want to say Geralt said something about killing one of his lesser cousins earlier. And it just so happens that there's a that Nilf Guardian soldier also wants you to kill a greater Griffin, and so she basically tells you what her plan is, and you go out and you get this Griffin's acid, and this this acid basically makes it so that way she can do whatever she needs to do to the armor to actually make it like worthwhile. So. You go out, you kill the griffin, just like any other Witcher contract. It's I absolutely annihilated the thing. Yeah, it I was go not. Back. It was not a hard fight, especially because since I kind of t- put it off for longer than I should have, so I was very over leveled for By it. By the time I got to it, see, I also went back and did the the path of Skellige or whatever it's called, where you go up a mountain and you get something, and then you go underneath the ground and then you do some other thing. I. It's a level 16 quest that I found at level 32. I accidentally stumbled. I don't know if I ever actually got the quest, but I accidentally stumbled onto it because I found a like a key item or whatever. Some I, I think you have to pick up, collect rocks or whatever from those places or gems or something. You have to collect something from the top of the mountain and then you have to collect something from but deep the, underground. The top of the mountain one, like I, I basically stumbled onto that accidentally doing something else. And I've had that item in my inventory for a while. And I don't think I ever actually got the actual quest. <laughs> oh, so you've never actually done the path to Skellige. I don't think so. I know I got at least one of the things, though. Probably just, I'm pretty sure just the one. <laughs> the you go one. to the guy and you're like, oh, hey, 
uh, turns out I already have these things, so cool. That would not even be the first time that's happened. I've definitely had things where, like with Witcher contracts, I'll like, I, I there were definitely times where I was just exploring or whatever and found a cave that had the monster in it. And so then the quest was basically update and be like, go see X for the reward. I'm like, I never talked to this guy, but cool. <laughs> and he goes, you just go into town and you're like, hey man, I killed this thing. They're like, oh, cool. You're here for the reward. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. He's like, hey, we got a real problem with some, you know, drowners or whatever. He's like, oh yeah, I, here you go. <laughs> already oh, yeah, done. I already killed all of them. I knew to take the, I cut the head off of all the creatures I come across just in case I need proof of its death later. It's just just standard Witcher practice. Yeah, you know, I figure if I cut the head off and then just go right into town, like the nearest town with it, and be like, hey, yo, look at this. People will just come over and be like, oh, you're here for the reward? Yes. You know what? You're right. I am (laughs) here for the reward. And now let's talk about how much you're going to give me. (laughs) What was clearly posted, well, I had a lot of trouble with it. Notice this scratch here. That's barely anything. Well, that's because I'm a witcher and I heal fast. Yeah, you don't understand. Look at all these scratches. This is from this one fight. So you you go kill this griffin, you come back, and then both of them kind of say, well, I'm going to make my own armor. She has this argument with the dwarf, and they basically come back, and, and I believe the Nilfgaardian officer is there at the time. This might have been before he left. No, I don't think so, because he comes back, like, and then it kind of cuts ahead and he comes back, if I remember correctly. All I all I remember is he is there when they're kind of having an argument, and then he says, a woman making an armor? Are you kidding me? This is insane. Yeah. And then she goes, I'll let my work talk for itself. And it is hilarious because the armor that the dwarf makes, it looks like he just found some tires, like, out back. It's, it's really it, bad. He, it, it's like he just cobbled some scrap metal together <laughs> and was like, here it is. This will work. And hers is, like, ornate and beautiful. It looks like something that an officer would wear. My favorite part, though, was, like, on the dwarf's one, the paint on it looked like it reminded me of that troll painting. His thing like that. It was so bad. He went out and had the troll paint. It's like he spray painted it on there. It's spray paint. Spray paint doesn't even exist. The guy's just like throwing paint and he's like, oh, yeah, this is great. This will work. And that's the thing is she because she's talking about um, she's like, he was always my assistant. And all he did was gather me the materials and I would do everything and he would get all the credit. But I'm tired of that. So when she comes out with this like ornate piece of armor and. I immediately was like, yeah, I trust you. I don't care. I put the armor on. I'm like, I'm Geralt anyway, you know? Yeah, worst case scenario, I lose a little bit of health. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So I walk over, and I didn't know that they were going to shoot arrows at me. Well, yeah, because the officer decides we have to test these armors because the dwarf's one looks real bad, and he immediately points that out. Uh, But he doesn't believe that the woman could have done better. So he, even though it looks significantly better, yeah. And so he literally grabs some random uh, guy of the barons, I think, and it was really funny because like four times the guy's like, "I just came to get horseshoes," like I don't want to be here, <laughs> and he's like, "Put on this armor." He's like, "I'm just here for horseshoes." My statement was not a request. <laughs> okay, and so they go over at the top of this hill. And shoot arrows at you, and of course, the dwarf's armor does not stop anything. And you immediately fall. Arrow, you just hear, uh, 
and he falls over. Yeah. And Geralt's kind of like, uh, you okay, man? And <laughs> Fortunately, you just hear, he was. You just hear, uh, <laughs> Geralt gets shot, and of course, nothing happens. Nothing happens because she's really good at her job. And when she kind of comes back, the Nilfgaardian soldier is like, um, yeah, dwarf, you suck. Lady, you're doing everything for us from now on. Even though she really had been doing it all the time. Exactly. And but at least uh, she's getting acknowledged for it. And so now she's getting all the credit for it. And she, they kind of strike a deal where it just goes back to normal. A normal as in he is the assistant and she is the armor, except now everyone comes to her instead of coming to him. Yeah. And... Then she kind of comes up to Geralt later and she's like, you know, I'm, I'm really glad that you trusted me. You know, I'm happy that you, um, just slapped the armor on. And I was just like, yeah, I don't know what to tell you. I I, I said something and Geralt's, uh, response was something like, look, I knew you obviously knew what you were talking about because the, the things you were asking for clearly showed that you had, like, you knew what you were doing or you wouldn't be asking for this. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I said. Because I think the option was just, well, I trusted you, or, yeah, I think you just got lucky. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, There were no. a lot of options in that quest for Geralt to be just as disbelieving of the idea that a woman could do armor as the Nilfgaardians. And I was like, it feels a little out of character for you, Ed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know full well the things women can do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, buddy, if anyone knows, it's you. Because... Pretty much any of the women in your life, up to and including Kara Metz, could completely annihilate you if they wanted to. Yep. <laughs> so, like, you're well aware of women's abilities. And um, so I just really liked how it kind of ended and, and everything. I, I was happy because at first I was really concerned, especially given the way she reacted in the beginning when the quest was starting, where she's asking you to get stuff. It seemed like she was a lot more hostile towards like the dwarf in particular. And I was really concerned that there had been some kind of like, that he was like forcing her to do this or whatever. And like, it was a lot much more unhealthy situation than what it actually wound up being. So I'm glad that I didn't, I didn't really get that impression. The impression I got from her was just that she was, she was ticked off about the situation she was in. Not so much at the dwarf in general, just the fact that no one would believe that she would make this stuff. At least that's the impression that I got originally. Which, I mean, definitely seems to be much more how it actually was. I, I don't know. I, I was just concerned that it was going in a different direction, and then I'm very happy it didn't. So, but yeah, you, you, you get her, and then, so that unlocks the master armorer, and all of a sudden, you know, every blueprint we found up to this point in the game we can finally use. Except I don't even think, I haven't even used any of those items, because everything I find, randomly, has always been better. I've done a lot of the crafting stuff, but it really just depends because like a lot of times it kind of falls through the cracks where it's, I'm not a high enough level to get the next upgrade. And like what I'm using right now is starting to feel a little weak. The problem that I'm having is the things that I would want. I never have any of the materials for. And a lot of it is like, you know, I've unlocked something that's like level 26 or whatever. And I'm, I'm 30 and I'm like, well, the thing that I have is actually a little bit better than that. I don't, I kind of have trouble deciding on what I actually want to use because most of the stuff that I've found is well, just better. Especially with the bug you apparently had where you just magically get relic swords over and over again. <laughs> yeah. Well, that hasn't happened since I mentioned it. So I think I've, 
I've skirted my own luck. I have no idea what triggered it, but I do know that it was randomly duplicating better versions of the swords. I wish there was a way that I could trigger it in some way, shape, or form, but unfortunately, it seems that bug is no longer a thing. Well, that's what you get for talking about mods and stuff. You offended it. Yeah, well, I'm going to turn mods on, and I'm going to go absolutely ham in this game. <laughs> I'm going to do whatever I can. Well, as soon as I... If... If I can get a lightsaber, things are going to be different. You know, every creature. I'm just imagining Geralt with a lightsaber now. And it would be amazing. I mean, he already, you're right. He already kind of has very Jedi-like moves with the spins and stuff. Yeah. So I can and see it, that. not even just his spins, the signs. He already has telekinetic yeah, you're blasts. Right. He, has for, he can shoot fire powers. out of his yeah. hand. He has force powers. He's like definitely, he's definitely close to a Jedi. But anyway. You're not wrong. Back to, I guess, the mountain, because that's where we left off last time. It's right after the major battle and right after the snowball fight with Siri, And you, whether or not you pick to go to visit the Emperor. That's correct. And, and I did go to the Emperor. And I did not. And so then we get to the actual battle because Siri has now, she's now learned that the guy that killed Vesemir is going to be at the top of this mountain. Yes, one of the lieutenants of the hunt, the one yeah, the one specifically who murdered Vesemir. So, now the quest, now we're going on a quest to essentially kill that guy. And the crones of the mountain. <laughs> but you don't find that out until you get to the top of the mountain. So you get to the top of the mountain and you're kind of talking to this the Skelliger villagers and it turns out it's Melon. the village that the demon horse supposedly slaughtered. I, are you sure it's the same village? I thought basically it everybody. It's definitely in- the same village because that guy specifically walks up and goes, Oh, hey, Geralt, you're the one that works for the crones, right? And Geralt's like, I worked with them once. And he goes, Yeah, Geralt's cool. He can come up, he can do whatever he wants. It's definitely the Enderman. Yeah, but he survived. Didn't he survive even if the village got burned down? I don't know, but it seems I you, like I thought you said. The, I thought I remember you saying the Baron and him had a conversation around like the burnout village. He specifically talks as if this is the village that was supposedly oh. destroyed, because I, these are all the people that follow the crones. Because basically, there's a massive festival every single year, and every single year the crones pick three individuals. Not the crones, but an elder lady picks three individuals to go visit the crones. And then they are bestowed this wisdom that is definitely not them being brutally eaten and killed. Right. They definitely live on, but they definitely just decide to leave the village forever. And you definitely never hear from them again. And it's definitely totally not a thing that involves them getting eaten. Yes. You kind of get to the top of this. And that's why I'm saying is... All of the people definitely seem like they're from this village that was supposedly annihilated. See, I didn't, I, I definitely didn't get that impression. And maybe, uh, but just because the way they talked about the crones originally, it sounded like most of the people who lived in Velen regularly worship the crones in some way. So I don't really think those people would just be pulled from that one village. Basically, the entire area did it, is how I understood it. That's definitely not the impression that I got. And specifically because that guy specifically comes up and says, yo, he's cool because he works for them. Whether he survived or not initially, even if he did survive, I mean, wouldn't he? 
be like, hey, you're the you're the guy that destroyed our entire village because you let that thing from the tree go. I mean, to be fair, would he even have known that? Geralt leaves immediately upon leaving the village, immediately upon leaving the tree, he goes up and he tells the people, oh, yeah, I let it go. Oh, all right. And they're like, oh, cool. That sounds more like a weakness of the consequences system in the game, though, in terms of it not really registering the difference there, if that is supposed to be the same person. Because I had a very similar conversation, and so I doubted just... I don't think there's a deviation point there. It's just the same thing happens regardless. So you get up to this mountain and essentially you're being judged by this old woman, this old blind woman who knows everything, whatever. It just seems like the town, whatever, to basically be like, yo, let's send the prettiest and fittest people up to these crones so they can feast upon them. Give them wisdom. <laughs> so everyone's like all crying and upset that they don't get to see the, the, the crones and everything. And I just want to walk up and be like, yo, um, you're lucky. You at least get to continue living. Although I don't know if that's considered luck in this say, universe. Again, considering the situation, maybe they really are upset about that. So Siri walks in. And despite the scar on her face, she immediately gets in, of course. They're like, ooh, this one's perfect. Go. Well, Geralt, being a grizzled old man who smells of nasty creatures, obviously has to do an extra... Well, not not even that. They they specifically tell him absolutely not. And then basically Siri says she refuses to go unless he also comes. And so they're like, okay, well, we'll we'll do uh, the challenge for this. If if you if you specifically say no, old lady, I say that you suck and I want to go anyway. She throws a coin into a muddy pool and you go down and get it. Mm-hmm. Which of course I did because I'm not going to let Siri go on her own. Which then you're immediately attacked by another one of those giant fiends upon leaving the pool. Yes, and then you go up and she's like, "Cool, you did it." Go. Great. Show this to the people inside. I'm like, okay, so the people inside are going to immediately kill me. Why aren't you giving her a coin? Cool. And then you you go in and you do, and surprise, the demon monster inside immediately tries to kill you. Who is just, who I would like to point out, is basically just like that one guy, the all god that he called himself. Oh, yeah, the, the satyr thing, yeah. Which I already have. A lot of experience in killing these dudes. I didn't, but I didn't need it because I still killed him good. Oh, yeah. I destroyed him. I absolutely annihilated him. And he's like, and he's like, so you're the challenger. It's time to die. I'm like, oh, like, cool. Oh, you have the coin. The coin means that you have to die now. And I'm like, oh, here we go. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. Never mind. He puts the coin back in his pocket. He's like, what coin? <laughs> <laughs> he does the ard sign that he's like what coin i don't know what you're talking about oh go right ahead sir I-, I wish that was an option that would have been funny oh that would have been great but no it immediately makes you fight him so i will say i had a lot of problems fighting the crones so yeah at this point they split up which i was really surprised about because you i really would have thought they would have wanted both of them together but yeah, seriously. I don't think there was enough time. I, I think there was time. 
basically the way I understood it was both of them knew that the crones needed to be killed and that dude needs to die. And that Geralt was essentially like, I am not going to allow you to go fight that guy on your own. I will go fight him because I don't even know if I can win. And so then he says, they essentially do rock, paper, scissors, and he's glad that he wins. And he says, you take the crones. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So first you do serious part and go down and fight the crones, which I didn't have too much trouble. I I don't know. I, in general, I feel like I've done, had just better luck with the Siri parts than you, because I don't really remember having problems with much of anything I did with Siri. I had a ton of problems until I looked it up and realized that apparently you can hold Y and she teleports and stabs. No idea that that was even an option. As soon as I learned that, it's like, boom, boom, boom. I killed all three of them. No issues. Yeah, that's her like heavy attack. Yeah. Wish I had known that that heavy attack was a thing in the first six times I fought these stupid crones because I was absolutely getting my butt handed to me. And then once I found that, I was like, oh, I guess this isn't so bad. Anyway, so you fight and then uh, she she beats all three of them, but one of them winds up surviving and Steel snatches uh, Vesemir's amulet off of her and then take turns into a bunch of birds and leaves. And the other two are dead. So presumably that'll come that, you know, definitely won't come up again to be a problem or anything. <laughs> yeah, I I kind of hope we get the option to kill that other crone because. Yeah, that, that seems like a real uh, big hanging thread there that needs dealt with. Especially considering Siri walks in on them, definitely murdering. Sharing their wisdom via consuming their flesh and all of them. Yeah, it's not a pretty sight. It it was for anyone. As far as it was more graphic than I was expecting, because like you, uh, we're not, I don't want to go into specifics, but I was like, yikes. As far as the things we've seen in this game, wow, yeah, man, wow. There's a lot of messed up stuff in this game, but in terms of like the visual of things, that was pretty bad. That's definitely the worst thing I've seen so I, far. I would definitely agree up with to that. and including all of the torture we saw at horse and junior's estate yeah like it was bad news Uh, very much so 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 then you go to gerald who's climbing the mountain and i have to i have to say i absolutely annihilated that dude i mean it wasn't even a challenge i basically walked up and threw my sword at his head and we might as well called it done (laughs) There are all these satyrs that are basically throwing themselves all over to him. And Geralt just walks in, throws his silver sword right at the dude, impales his face into the rock. And then Siri walks up and is like, hey, what's going on, man? He's like, oh, nothing. I just had to take care of some business. That's basically (laughs) how it went down for my Geralt. I annihilated this guy. I probably had slightly more trouble than that, but I still think I got him on the first try. So, Oh, and when he... So I have... This is interesting. Do you have the the ard where you can blast a fire projectile out of your hand? The ard, the telekinetic one? Whatever, the fire one where you blast fire out in a con- concentrated form? Like so like not the burning hands but the one after that? Yeah, not the one where you just blast a fire concussive blast. I mean the concentrated fire where you hold the button oh, yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I've been using that for a long time. Okay. I am very interested because in the in the end of the fight, Geralt uses that 
to dispatch of this dude. He blasts fire and it basically melts him from the inside, which, okay, again, game, th- thanks. Yikes, yeah. Um, I'm interested if you don't have that, if there's a didn't different animation for him dying. Because it would seem weird for him to just use that. When it's a skill that you don't have. When it's a skill that you don't have. So it would be very interesting to me if there's a different animation for him dying based off of whether you have that or not. And that kind of sucks that both of us had it at the time. It almost makes me want to. It's something that I just thought of while we were sitting here talking. It kind of makes me want to go back and see if that's even an option. If I can just remove that and beat him again and see if he uses something else to kill him. Because it does seem odd that he would use something in an animation that you don't even have. Because if I'm playing through the game and it's like, oh, why Geralt's busting this thing out that I don't even use. That's weird. I would guess there's probably not a separate animation, but if there is, I would be very impressed. I don't know. I would, I, as far as everything else in this game is concerned, it would not, I would not put it past them to have a separate animation, whether you have that or not. Yeah, I mean, I could definitely see that. I could see them doing it, but I just feel like an entire animation or even, you know, that part of it. Anima- I mean, doing that is enough effort that I would be really surprised, but you never know. You're I mean, right. they, they've given- put effort into less, in my opinion. Like what? I'm just curious because I don't know, just having multiple dialogue options for almost every single encounter you have, whether you've come across it already or not. Yeah, but that's I just mean, reco- that's, that's, that's just still recording effort. a line. That's just recording an extra line of dialogue. I mean, not that it's nothing, but actually changing an anime a, a major animation like that that's going to be like that's going to take a lot more effort than just recording a separate dialogue i mean maybe there's still animation that goes into that dialogue there's still speech that has to happen associated with it it's not like they pan away from him and he's not moving his mouth i mean it's still an extra animation of some sort whether it's a finishing move or not there's still animations that have to go into those extra dialogue options. I don't know. I'm just saying it to me, it it would be, it would be really cool if it was in there. You're right. It's probably not, but I don't it would disagree still be cool be, if it was there. I don't disagree. It would be really cool. I just, I would be surprised because even by the standards of this game, that's a lot of work. So I would be surprised for something like that, but who knows? Not necessarily because you could do the exact same thing, but do like a telekinesis shot which is a base sign that you always have no matter what. So you wouldn't even have to change the animation that much. I'm just saying it would be weird for that to pop up if you didn't have the skill, because why would Geralt know how to do that? Especially considering you get options to specifically use things if you have the Ard stuff. Well, like I said, I, I agree it would be really cool. I just, I don't know, that... Given how much effort it takes to do a whole animation cycle compared to just a dialogue choice, it's not impossible, sure, and they put a lot of effort into it. I just feel like that that feels like more work than I would expect. I'm not saying I expect it. I'm saying I wouldn't put it past them. Okay. Considering everything else they've done, especially for a big animation in a fight like this, regardless, whatever, we droned on about this enough. So I'm just saying it would be cool. So one thing I, I actually did want to talk about, and I can do this since we're on this subject, is it's really interesting how non-traditional the elves, specific, especially the elves of the Wild Hunt, are compared to what you usually associate with elves. I mean, yes, there's still the you know 
haughtiness of they think they're better than everybody else, which has always been a trope of elves for a long time, that they, you know, tend to think of themselves as superior, but you'll almost never see elves being associated with being really good fighters and stuff, as opposed to, like, mages and magic-oriented things, and everybody is terrified of these elves in armor, and I get it, they've been fighting for hundreds of years, yeah, they're really, really good, it's an interesting subversion of what you usually expect out of elves. I'm not sure what you mean. Everybody is terrified. I, I think everybody's just terrified of the wild hunt in general. Well, yes, but that's what the wild hunt is. It's a bunch of elves from another world. But it's not just that. They also, whenever they come up, they shoot like ice out from everything and immediately freeze everybody. Yes. I would be super scared of that, too. If Triss walked into a town and dropped meteorites and destroyed half of it, everyone would be like, whoa, um, let's not mess with the sorceress. Yes, but like you just said a little bit ago, Geralt was really concerned that he, whether or not even he could beat this one guy in a one-on-one fight because he's just that good of a fighter. I don't think that has anything to do with the, the fact that he's an elf, it, though. It's not. I, it, my point is just that you almost never see elves being the really martial, like, combat-type people, they're almost always associated with being, like, more magically oriented and stuff, so I thought that was interesting. That's all I'm saying. I mean, Legolas, he does nothing but shoot arrows, which is nothing but combat Okay, but to be fair, there's literally, like, six people in the entire Lord of the Rings universe that can use magic at all. (laughs) Yes, I'm still just saying... Uh, as far as the elves are are concerned... they are in their own race that is not any of the ones that... When the elves show up, Everybody is super happy because now they've they're good fighters. So this game is obviously not the only one that has that has mentioned this. No, but it, you're right. In most instances, yes, elves are considered mages. Yeah, that's all I was. Yeah, it's just that. <laughs> so it's I traditional. It's traditionally not how elves are presented in media like this. So I really want to have multiple animations. You really like the fact that elves. We both have our major major arguments for the episode, and now we, we can move on. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, no, that is, it is nice to see, not necessarily elves, I guess, in a sense. It is just nice to see that Geralt humble, in a sense, where he's sitting there going, Siri, listen, I believe in you. I trust you. I've been doing this for a very long time, and even I don't know if I can kill this guy. Yeah, it's like, but I know that you can take on the crones. And so it was more it was more humanizing of Geralt, especially considering, I mean, it's very we and we've talked about this many times. Everyone's always like, witchers have no emotions. It's very clearly not the case. Yeah. I mean, not only just Geralt, because when you spend most of the time with your your time with Geralt, it seems like it would be pretty clear. Or, I mean, you could you could easily get the impression that he's just an outlier there, but I mean, look at Lambert or Vesemir, Eskel, maybe a little bit less, but you also don't get to know him as much as some of the others. They all clearly have emotions. <laughs> like, Well, yeah, and even Eskel, when the the biggest telling is when Vesemir dies. Yeah, and he's like, I can't, I, I can't like, be here anymore. This just isn't the same. I can't be here. Right. I just can't do it. Yeah. And, um... So it is kind of, it, it is very clear that it, basically the common misconceptions of the witchers are not at all even true, except for the fact that they they generally don't care about anything but money, which is basically Lambert. He's the quintessential witcher of, 
yeah, just give me money and I'll solve whatever problem you want. It's like, I have a skill set and I'm going to use it. But I will say, I did, because right after this, you essentially, it it begins the rest of, it begins the final preparations for the major battle. Right. And this is basically act three proper. I mean, I think technically the mountain was the start of act three, but it was, yeah, it, the, just like the other access the, okay, you need to go do these other things and then they'll all come together and you move on. So you, you have an opportunity to speak with to Yennefer to solve her problems, Triss to solve what she's got going on. Uh, Siri has something for you that she wants to do. And Avalok, um, has one last or has, has a request, also. has a request as well. Yeah. So there's four at once, which is actually quite a bit. Cause I don't, I think all the others have really capped out at three, although none of them take a super long time compared to some of the arcs in previous acts. But yeah, so you've got a uh, series quest, which series quest was very simple and nice. Cause she basically just wanted to go around and thank everyone who helped her with the exception of one individual. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Yes. I guess do we do we want to talk about series first? I mean we might as well. <laughs> so Siri begins off telling you that Horson Jr. is still alive. Seems really weird to me because I'm very positive I killed that guy. Yeah, exactly. And like you there's that- no doubt about it. He's definitely dead. And you get to have that conversation and you're like, no. He's definitely dead. I killed him. Uh, I'm very aware that he's dead. He's like, no, you don't need to worry about that, Siri. It's taken care of. He's like, no, 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 you don't understand. Zoltan said he that he's been out doing stuff like a week ago. And he's like, well, and then Carol again goes, Siri, he's dead. I assure you. And she goes, well, you must have slipped or something. And it's like, no, dude, he's definitely dead. So you get there. He's very much alive, and I'm thinking, well, this is strange. And yeah, Siri basically immediately begins the conversation of, hey, Horson, you're about to die. <laughs> and he goes, at first you notice that his henchmen are being kind of, like, friendly. Not as mean as you would expect, but they're still not letting you in. And I'd like to point out, this is a case where Geralt uses, I use the telekinesis, and it hit both of them. The mind So thing. why on earth, yeah, the mind, you know what I mean, the mind thing. Telekinesis is very different from that. Telekinesis, Kyle. <laughs> so you, I use the mind, I think it's Ard, I don't. Mind bullets. I don't know. I used my mind bullets. It's Axie. Ard is the telekinesis. Axie. I used my mind bullets on on these, <laughs> and it hit both of them, and they both go, oh, yeah, cool. Go right in. Whatever. Wait. So we go in, and we talk to Horson Jr., and Siri's immediate reaction is, it It, it, it kind of reminds me of uh, Anigo Montoya from... Yeah. My, name is, <laughs> my, my name is Siri. You killed a bunch of people prepared to die. You <laughs> killed... <laughs> You killed all my friends I was prepared like, to die. Did he actually kill anyone specifically connected to her? I don't think so, but he was still bad. He so. didn't. Yeah. He, you, you threatened doo-doo, prepare to die. Or you threatened dandelion, prepare to die. So it turns out he's immediately like, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm doo-doo. 
And I'm like, well, I already know that. That's very clear because you're horse and junior. So like, bro, you suck. Prepare to die. And he goes, no, 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 you don't understand. I'm doo-doo. I'm like, yeah, dude, I get it. You suck. We hate you. Die. Geralt, you're not getting it. I am the Doppler doo-doo. Oh. You know what? That makes a lot of sense. Because I definitely... You could, you could be that doo-doo guy. Because I definitely didn't slip, and I'm very confident I killed him. <laughs> so this does make some sense. He's like... And so then Geralt does that. You tell me okay. something only he would know. Yeah. Exactly. And he's like, you pulled me on stage, and then there was this stuff, and you know, and you you got my my help and everything. And I'm like, okay, yeah, Siri, he's good. Yeah. Yeah, it's doo-doo. Oh, doo-doo. Yeah, what a great guy. What? You could have picked literally anyone else. He goes, yeah, but I'm actually doing a really good job. Turns out he sold off all of the illegal businesses that Horse and Junior was running. And went legit, yeah. He went legit, and now he's making double the amount right. of money that he was before. Because that's immediately what Gerald says. He's like, don't you think your men are going to turn on you if you sold off all your stuff? He's like, why? They make more money now than they did before. It's going like, great. Yeah, they love this guy. <laughs> and it's like, oh, well, okay. I guess my biggest concern is he was Menge for a week, a couple days. And immediately wanted to slaughter everybody, specifically non-humans, because that was Menge's whole deal. I see where you're going with this. I'm really uncomfortable with this. So, Doodoo, do you have any impure thoughts, buddy? Because if you do, you know I'm going to have to kill you. You should uh, definitely address that problem before you want to act on it. I'm sitting here thinking, okay, so it's not really something that they kind of go into because they're just like, oh, Horson Jr. is just a better guy now. But I'm sitting there thinking, you very much wanted to immediately kill all non-humans. You didn't do it because that's obviously not your personality. But like, do you want to do some stuff that's real bad? Like, buddy. Just be careful, man. Just be careful, doo-doo. Because I have no problem killing you as long as you look like Horson Jr. Don't worry, I have zero problems killing you again. But otherwise, her yeah, series quest just goes around and thanks the people who helped her when she was coming through Novigrad and stuff. Uh, you go meet some tavern uh, like waitress who who helped like get her in touch with Dandelion. Um, and I don't know what dialogue options you chose, but she definitely immediately hit on Geralt because. Um, when you go in there, he basically says, you, you basically walk up and you're like, yo, dudes, you better leave because mm -hmm. she's being hassled by some local thugs. Yeah. And one of those local thugs was like, dude, shut up. You need to leave. That is the butcher of Blaviken. Yeah. You, you, like you, you, he, he goes, oh, what does that matter? And you're like, he slaughtered half of the town. And then it goes and then he I can't remember what the other thing was. And he's like. Right. Uh, we'll be, I'm we'll sorry, be, sir. <laughs> we'll just be leaving now. Bye. <laughs> he goes, yeah, I'm glad that you do. And she goes, oh, so who are you? And he goes, my Geralt, being the ever the charmer, goes, I am the defender of the downtrodden. And she goes, ooh, I think I have some trods that need defending. And, he, <laughs> and she's like, bae, that's Geralt. She goes, Oh, Gerald, I've heard a lot about you. <laughs> and he goes, like, what? <laughs> and she was like, oh, that you're always helping Siri and you're such a great guy. And she was like, you seem awfully wonderful. And Siri's like, okay, 
I'm I'm standing right here. <laughs> yeah. So she was. I don't know what dialogue options you chose, but I was definitely like hard on the. Did he? There was a little conversation as you leave. Did you get that one where Geralt's like, so what was her? Uh, yeah. And she's like, Geralt, stop. You're like, what? I was just asking questions. I was like, so what was she doing again? <laughs> it was so funny. Geralt, you're terrible. It. I was what? definitely like hardcore on the hitting on her. I will point out, I can't remember if it was here or if it was later on. Siri definitely says to Geralt, I am happy that you ended up with Yennefer. She says the same thing about Triss, though. Really? Yeah. I was wondering if that was the case. So no matter what you choose, Siri is basically happy with your yeah, decision. There's a conversation. I think it might have actually been um, on the mountain when you're sitting around talking. Because you have you have that bit where you like have to sit there at the fire and stuff. Or no. No, yeah. It's at the fire with the elves at the end. We do the carnival people. Okay, yeah. And... And but yeah, she 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 talks and asks you know like why Tris and Geralt was like you know with Yennefer everything was always so uh, he's like complicated like I, I you always had to try to think you know set multiple steps ahead or predict what she was going to want or things like that and and that's fine but with with Tris it's just so much more straightforward and it it's 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 nice she essentially it's the opposite he goes you know. When when she says she's happy that you ended up with Triss or, or with with Yennefer, Geralt says, you know, it's always been Yennefer. It will always be Yennefer. She is just the one for me. He basically just talks about how he's like, and because then she says, well, how did you feel after the Jin took the spell away? And he goes, you know, honestly, it was me and her sitting on top of a mountain, and it was just us. And it was just right. And she goes, oh, and she gets all yeah. like sappy and everything. And then um, and then it kind of continues on from there. Uh, did you steal the horses? Oh, yeah, I totally stole the horses. I did, too. But immediately upon coming back, I was like, that was definitely the wrong thing to do, because I'm like, that's the guy was a jerk. He should have sold them the horses, whether they were elves or not. We still shouldn't have stole those horses. And I, my Geralt was immediately like, and she just basically is like, come on, you old fart. Mm. It, it, it doesn't mean anything, but I was definitely like, okay, we really probably shouldn't have done that, but whatever. It is what it is. What's now, done is my, done. My Geralt was originally like, eh, I don't know about this, but once he, once I agreed to do it, when he came back, he was just like, yeah, okay, let's probably not do that again, but that was fine. <laughs> well, that, cause that was the same thing I did when, before I left, I was kind of like, nah, I don't really want to. Then we went ahead and did it anyway, and then when he when we got back, I was still like, "Yeah, that was probably still the wrong thing to do. I could have just walked up and bought them." Yeah, and he's like, "Well, it wasn't about my money. He just wasn't going to sell it to us." I'm like, "Well, would he have sold it to me? Probably. Like, I could have solved this in any other any other way, but I could have killed the guy <laughs> and then just taken the and horses. then taken the horses because you know now they're mine because I killed him. His property becomes mine. That's just how it works, right?" Geralt, I, I really, I'm just upset that I left and I didn't have to kill anybody. Geralt, I think you might be slightly confused about the concept of property rights. <laughs> well, here's the thing, Siri. I didn't even get to kill the guy. <laughs> that's, that's really the problem. That's here. what it really comes down to, is that Geralt just really values murder. Well, I think the next thing we need to do is talk about Triss. Yeah. And I do have to say, 
I can admit when I'm wrong, and I want to point out that Tris was an absolute delight. She had nothing wrong to say. Basically, she's not mean at all in any way, shape, or form, whereas Yennefer just comes off as like the insane ex who just wants to fight you, whereas Siri comes off as, you know, it didn't work out, and I understand. And I'm like, wow. You know, I still like Yennefer more, but I totally get it. Triss is definitely the way nicer of the two, especially after you said, even with all the Siri stuff going on, Yennefer's like, I'm going to teleport you out into the middle of an ocean. Yeah, I was like, that did feel like, I mean, it was funny, but like that did feel like a little much. Especially considering you had very little time yeah. to do everything. And then when you come up and you kind of talk to Triss later, because you do have a dialogue option to say, so how are you doing with all this? And she's basically like, oh, I seem to be doing okay. I'm glad Siri's back and everything. And, you know, I'm just kind of getting on day by day. And he goes, no, I meant about the other stuff. And she's like, honestly, Geralt, there's really nothing to say. And I just don't want to talk about it. And I'm like, got it. Moving on. Let's get to going. (laughs) So, and I will say that in those moments, I was like, oh man, Tris really is pretty great. Well, I'm glad you came around on her a little bit because I I definitely do not hate Tris as much as I did before. I mean, it's fine that you still prefer Yennefer. There's nothing wrong with that, but there better not be because that is the preference. I'm glad that you didn't be like, Tris is just an absolutely terrible person forever. That's the end of the discussion. (laughs) No, I will say the the reasons why I didn't like Tris to begin with, in in my opinion, I think still stand. Um, However, she was doing it because she wanted Geralt, and I get it. I mean, everybody wants Geralt. There's nothing unusual about that. It's very clear that everyone wants Geralt. Up to and including Kira Metz, whom you find out has... Went off to travel with Lambert, and I will say, mine was the exact same ending. Interesting. With the exception of, I didn't give her the notes. Okay. Because Geralt immediately comes in and she said, she didn't have the notes, but it didn't really matter. She needed the notes to, she, he basically mentions how she didn't have the notes to kickstart her whatever, but then he goes. But it helped her find something else. But he travels with Lambert, or she travels with Lambert, and eventually becomes known as the curer of the plague. And I'm like, so literally, she does it anyway. Just maybe slightly slower without the notes. So it sounds like she goes off with Lambert, she lives happily ever after, she gets, she cures the plague anyway, and that's all she And I, I am glad that both of them got a happy ending. Yes. And I, I'm more glad that me not giving her the mo- the notes did not change her story in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. Because that would have been really unfortunate because I didn't know if I was going to use the notes for something later on as like a bargaining chip or something, which is originally why I took them. I also took them because I didn't want her to... Do the I same f- kind of stuff that the guy who was already doing. It wasn't necessarily that. It was she was going to take the notes to the king of Redania. Even though I convinced her to go back to Karamoran, I wanted to take the notes initially specifically because I didn't want her to be tempted to go, go anyway. anyway. And I'm like, well, if I don't take the notes, what if she just decides, well, yeah, I told him I was going to go to Karamoran, but screw it. I'm going to go anyway. And I just, I knew that that was going to end in her death. So 
Yeah. I didn't want her to take him to begin with. So I am glad that that decision didn't really impact her story at all. It just kind of made her take longer to get there, which, you know, sorry. Yeah, I guess you could have come back and asked me for the notes at the end anyway. <laughs> yeah. Like, but when she was leaving, she very clearly could have been like, hey, Geralt, do you still have those notes? Uh, yeah. The, the, look at the... He Geralt now has a traveling merchant behind him with all of the stuff that he's <laughs> just got. Open, like, just opens... I'm just imagining Geralt is the merchant. He just walked up to somebody and just opens his coat. And he's got like things hanging in. He's ba- he's he's got a bag of holding that he's got strapped to his to his chest that you just never see, and that's where all of his massive inventory right, that, comes that's, in. That's why nothing ever sticks off or whatever, because yeah, he just sticks it all in his interdimensional space. Because I can tell you, even with the 160 limit I have, I've picked up like 20 swords at once, and so Geralt is just like tying all of these swords together and just walking along with him and apparently non impeded by any of this, but it's that, it's that Witcher physical fitness, man. So you talk to, so, so Tris, basically you, you have the option to you're, you're, you're going after Philippa, which turns out she was the, the, uh, owl thing that I was like, oh, yeah, that's the Peller. He transformed into (laughs) him and he's the, like, oh, dude. (laughs) It was Philippa. Chris is like a secret genius the whole time. Uh, Yeah. And it, like, it just, it didn't have eyes because it it turns out Zoltan's been holding on to Philippa this whole time. And I'm like, ooh. But then he lost it to Dijkstra in a card game. Yeah. And he goes, yeah, this feller was real interested in getting him back. And he doesn't even know who it is. Zoltan, how do you not know who Dijkstra is? I mean, to be fair, Dijkstra's a spy. It's kind of his business to make sure people don't know who he is. Yes, but Zoltan is a friend of Geralt's. And Geralt openly mentioned his name multiple times when he was talking to him and Dandelion. And Dandelion specifically stole gold from him. (laughs) It's true. How on earth does Dijkstra not know, or how on earth does Zoltan not know who he is? That's that's a good point. But you know, I mean, you're right. It really, like, when you put it that way, it really is pretty sad that Zoltan didn't know who he was. But eventually you figure it out and you go to see Dijkstra, who has fixed Philippa. Yeah. You, you show and, up and it looks like uh, his his bathhouse is under attack and it turns out it's Philippa. Yeah. It's definitely under attack because she's going ham on this whole area. Because turns out mm, Philippa's pretty powerful. Well, yeah, go well, again, figure I, I, that I, even Triss and Yennefer were like, yeah. Uh, guess we need them yeah pretty much i mean it's pretty well established anybody who is in the lodge is uh, pretty up there as far as mages go and she was the leader of the lodge now i think especially by the by virtue of the things we see them doing i still think chris and yennefer are probably better than her but she's still very good the fact that they're not in the lodge and the fact that the lodge still talks to them says a lot compared to yeah, they just get to do whatever they want. Yeah. Triss and Yennefer just get to do whatever. So you... Although I believe Triss was in the lodge at one point and then decided to leave. Yes. And she can because she's Triss. Right. Because again, who's going to tell her no? Did you <laughs> see those giant rocks she dropped in Act <laughs> 2? <laughs> Triss can do whatever she wants. <laughs> so you get there and basically you, you're tasked with going to get her. 
and so you basically have to fight your way through the bathhouse because she keeps uh mind controlling everyone. And I had no problem killing all of Dijkstra's henchmen. No, me either. Except I knew that when she went underground, I knew that meant she mind controlled the troll. I was I was so worried that where that was going. I was too because I thought that meant I was going to have to kill him. And Luckily, like, no, please, he's my favorite. There was an option to basically say, "Hey, I'm trying to help her. Her tummy's hurt." You know, doesn't your tummy ever get hurt? He's like, yeah, tummy hurt. He goes, well, her tummy hurts real bad. And I am the doctor who can solve all of her problems. And he goes, oh, you fix, you protect her, fix stomach. And I'm like, yes, "Yes, yes, thank you. Yes, yes, that's it. Let's go. And so then he kind of lets you pass. And I was like, oh, thank you, game. I was really worried. I don't have to kill him. Every time I have to fight a troll, I'm like, why? This this, this sucks. I haven't had to fight any troll. There's there's been some trolls that I've run into on like random caves and stuff that are just like, I guess, feral or something because they just, they would just immediately attack you and there's nothing you can do. There's only one troll that I fought and that was on Skellige that I had to kill, but I didn't kill him. He was a, um, the true champion of fists after you beat up everyone on the continent you you basically go back to Skellige and you have the option to fight the true champion which turns out is a troll and um a troll who got obsessed with boxing yeah no there there's there's been a couple other trolls that I had to fight one of them uh I think the one that made me the saddest was there's one you fight you can fight in a side quest at Kermoran actually uh there's a side quest of like find out who's killing all these drowners and you go and you find out it's a troll, and you, you fight the troll, and there's a note on the troll, and it looks like it was somebody planning an attack on Kaer Moore, and he goes, well, I don't remember any, anything about that. I feel like, oh, I guess we owe this troll a debt. I'm like, you just killed him! Why'd you say that, girl? Now I feel even worse! <laughs> Aww. And there's no way to save him? There's no conversation or anything. It just immediately goes to fight. Oh, that sucks. Well, I'm never gonna kill him, and my girl will secretly know on the inside that that troll will be good forever. But yeah, I was like, oh, until yeah, Lambert goes down trolls. and murders him because Lambert is just murder lust for trolls. Yes. But he's never going back to care more and he's got Kara now. So we don't have those problems. It's true. <laughs> so then she basically summons a golem to kill you, which I dispatched. And then like you, you have to sneak up on her and, then you get there, you sneak up on her, and you... you again, you, she still can't see. You tackle her to the ground, and you're basically like, I'm not here to kill you. I literally need your help. And she's like, oh, well, I mean, in that case, sure, let's go. And then you get to, like, walk her out of the bathhouse, and then Dijkstra stops you. So I want to hear how your conversation with Dijkstra went, because I... Did a quest open up from this conversation yes, for you? it did. Okay, so, uh, so our conversation went very similarly. Yes. So with Dijkstra, he's basically like, I don't know you anything because of, you know, again, still about the gold and everything else. And like, I need, we need Philippa for, or Philippa, I think even mentions that she could help with assassinating Radovid because obviously she doesn't like him any more than they do. Yeah. And of course she knows about it. And Dijkstra's like. I want nothing to do with you. I'm not going to accept your help. I I don't trust you in any way, shape, or form. And she's like, I really don't care. And 
Geralt's essentially, basically, it, it, the, the conversation is coming to an abrupt end. Dijkstra wants very much to kill her, and right. you very much, much need her. Need her, and so you have the last option. You have two things you can do: you can force past him, or you can be like, you know, that plan that is kind of stalled. Well, Emir is getting ready. His his daughter Siri is back, and he's getting ready to make her the empress. And then he's like, "Wait, what? How did I, I not know about this? Wait, what?" Are you, are you serious? Oh, because if that happens, we have a real shot at winning the war. And so I'm I, like... I, I really like that the way to get one over on Dijkstra, though, is to have information that he doesn't. Like, I just thought that was per- a perfect way to do it. It was. That was the way to really... That was the way to beat Dijkstra. Not in a fight, but in a... Turns out I know more than you. The The, the thing is... You really hit him where it hurts on that one. How did you know he wanted to make her empress? Because you didn't go to visit him. So what did your Geralt say? I think he still said the same thing. And I know there's conversations about um, Amir wanting to make Siri empress, but I don't think those happened until later. So Because my Geralt immediately said to him, he's like, well, how did you get this information? He's like, from the emperor himself. I'm like, I heard it straight from the horse's mouth. Even though, you know, I technically heard it from Siri, who heard it right from him. But, right. Um, I'm like, yeah, I was there when he said it. And he's like, okay, well, now we have something here. But in order for that, we have to kill Radovid. And that's when she volunteers to be bait. And he basically says, no, Never, screw no you. No way. Absolutely not. So I guess fast forwarding to going to talk to him originally, because... Then I just, I immediately went right into that quest. Basically says, come meet us at this warehouse and we'll talk over the plans and everything. So I went back to the warehouse and I kind of, because I immediately went in right into the quest um, for that, which I I guess, I don't know. Do we want to bring that up next time or do we want to continue? I mean, we might as well do that this time because we can only save some of the other stuff for next time if we need to. I think since we've already bridged into it, we might as well just continue on that. Okay. So... For me, I did. I immediately continued on with the quest and I met them at the warehouse and I basically said, yeah, this is definitely the case. He wants to make Siri the empress. And then Dijkstra has this lavish plan of, okay, fine. Um, Basically, what we get out of it is the North. If we kill Radovid for Emir. He basically said that he will allow the North to basically do their own thing. Did this happen now for you? Yes. uh, But like the details about the treaty and stuff, I didn't find that out until basically the end of the quest. That's interesting. No. Okay. I found out about this right now. Interesting. I wonder why. Hmm. So he basically says, because I specifically asked Roach, I'm like, well, what are you getting out of this? Why are you even doing this? And then they're like, well, because Roach and the monocle dude, Thaler, basically they told me then he goes, oh, because Geralt goes, so the letter that you are getting from the thing that you were getting from wherever you were at when you mm-hmm. were stopped by the trolls, he was like, yes, that was the letter from the king specifically detailing that he will allow essentially the North and Tamaria to become their own thing. If we get rid of Radovid, yeah. So then they were like, well, okay, so if you help us, 
we'll talk about the details of the plan. And the plan was, in order to get the king off of the boat, we are just going to tell Radovid, hey, I know where she's at, and why don't you come kill her yourself? To which, as I'm leaving, I'm sitting there thinking, I'm trying to talk to everyone in there because I'm like, this is dumb. If I just walk up to Radovid and be like, hey, she's over here, he's definitely not going to just go there. I have to have some sort of proof that she's there. And I'm like, at this point, I'm thinking, um, the crystal I don't have anymore. I didn't give it to him before, so he doesn't really have any reason to believe me. This sucks. Lo and behold, you leave the warehouse, and boom, there's Philippa. She goes, because when you're leaving, there's an owl there. And it, yeah, it cuts to a shot of it that flying away, flying out of the building. And I'm like... She goes, hey, stupid, did you really think that plan was going to work? Unfortunately, both of the options are basically variations on yes. And I'm like, but did you, though? Because, like, if you really thought that that was enough, you're dumb. And she goes, well, and he's like, well, I don't understand why you're doing this. She goes, I want him dead just as much as you. And it serves my purpose just as well. And this is the best chance we have. So get on with the murder party. Yeah. And he's like, so, so what's the catch? Oh, there's, there's no catch. He's just Philippa. I know you way too well to think that there's no catch. You've always got something going, got multiple irons in the fire. And she goes, this time I've only got one and it's killing him. There's no catch. <laughs> yeah. And she said, this time I only have one and I'm going to trust it's you. And, um, so then you, she gives you proof, specifically his dad's ring, which when you go talk to him, you find out that's what she used to stamp all of his letters to basically, you know, be able to give orders like the king. Exactly. And so you get there and he talks about how, yeah, Everybody found out that I'm very generous with any information on her. So we had a long line of people here. And the first guy told me that he, that this owl was definitely her or something. And he's like, I gouged his eyes out and then killed him and threw him overboard or something. And then I did unspeakably evil things to the next guy. And after that, the line dispersed. <laughs> it's like, cool. Real glad I got that proof. And he goes, so what proof do you have that you have any information? Because if you don't have any, I'm going to kill you now. Hey, man, turns out I got this ring. I stealthily went in and stole it from her. And he's and like, why didn't you bring? Why didn't you bring her? He's like, well, I haven't captured her yet. I just located her. And I knew you would want to be the one to kill her yourself. And he's like, uh. he's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> You're totally right. I do want to kill her real bad. <laughs> and he goes, so I've got this ring. I de-wed to go kill her. <laughs> that was bad. <laughs> Sorry. I apologize to everyone for that horrible, horrible joke. But anyway, so you basically, so you leave and the king is coming with you and he looks to his guards and he goes, and they're like, hey, who do you want us to bring for this whole adventure? Everyone. So you, the king, 
and basically and his entire army. <laughs> apparently everyone, which seems really weird because after he's dead, I've noticed there's still a lot of Redanian soldiers around. I assume it was everyone like in his personal retinue or whatever, because obviously he has soldiers out in the field and stuff that he didn't recall just to go kill her. Well, I killed a ton. Yeah. A whole lot. Because surprise, surprise, you get there and Geralt says, hey, she's down there. And he goes, cool, kill him. To which I said, uh, you don't know exactly where she's at. And he goes, I'll figure it out. I'm like, great. Luckily, I, said, I said the other one and I'm like, oh, this is how you repay people who help you? He goes, no, this is how I repay people who annoy me. <laughs> he's like, but you even gave him the crystal. I know. He's like, I've killed people for far less. And I'm like, and I'm just sitting there thinking, and this is why you're being murdered right now. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, well, guess what, buddy? You gonna die. Yeah, like, this is why everybody wants you dead. So Vernon Roach shows up. And bails you out. Yeah. Saves your life. And Again, you go through. <laughs> Roach has always been there for you this entire game. Yeah, which comes up later. Yeah, it does. So I, have, I am going through and just slaughtering everyone. And then we get to the very final act and we see him. And, oh, it's great. It's so wonderful because he's like a bumbling idiot. He's like, oh, no, I've been got. And he's, like, falling all over himself to try to leave. And he, like, trips and falls and everything. And I'm like, I almost feel bad for you, but you're, like, a, like, super murderer. You're, this is kind of funny, but also you are a horrendously bad person. Yes, you're, like, super mega evil. And, and he goes and pounds on a door and he's like, open up in the name of the king. And it opens and it's Philippa. It's Philippa. She goes, all you had to do was ask, stab. <laughs> and she, first she like takes his eyes. Yeah. And then stabs him in the back when he's trying to and, flee. And the whole time that was happening. I mean, on, on the one hand, I was like, I'm actually kind of glad that she got to ha be the one to get her revenge because she clearly needed it more than other people. But also more than that, I was like, buddy, how did you think this was going to go down if you were going to go attack the sorceress by yourself? I'm like, are are you dumb? Like, did you, you do know that she wasn't tied up or anything? Like, I specifically told you that she was there. Yeah, even in the lie, like, it's not like, oh, yeah, I left her tied up or whatever. It's I saw her. My guess is that he probably thought that it was just a ruse the entire time and that we just must have happened. to That, that would have been my thought. My thought was that he wouldn't be so stupid that he thinks he could take her on himself because he definitely took guards with him, but they were like immediately murdered because there was this huge attack going on. So I guess my first thought is probably that he didn't think she was actually there. And then when she was, he was like, oh, 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 no. oh I mean. By the by, that point, yes, I'm sure that obviously the plane had gone south, and there's no way he thought she was actually in that door. I was just laughing in terms of like you know when he was always like, "Yes, I want to kill her myself with my bare hands." I'm like, dude, how did you think that was gonna go? <laughs> you should have needed Geralt to to slay her first, anyway. right? Exactly. Like that was the part I was thinking about. Is like even with your guards, you do realize she's a big deal sorceress, right? <laughs> but at that point, he's just so insane that he's just an idiot. Yeah. He just has no idea what he's talking about. So then you kill her and you leave, which I mean, you, don't kill her. you kill him. Yeah, I was about to say, she's fine. <laughs> yeah, she's fine. She, you, you're not killing her anytime soon, if at all. You leave, which all that loot. I know. 
all of that loot. I bet the king had some nice stuff on it that we'll never get. Except for the fact that when I came back through as Siri later, all that loot was still sitting there. Because I did that first, and then I did Siri stuff. And there was a whole bunch of loot sitting on the side of the ground. And I'm like, ooh, loot, 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 loot. And then I became overcumbered. And Siri was like, oh, well, just meet me there. And I'm like, oh, man, no. I wanted to see all that dialogue. So I reloaded, and then all the loot was gone. And I was like, oh, darn it. Because I wanted to see all the dialogue of her getting... Because when you're walking with people, a lot of times there's dialogue. I wound up doing the Siri quest a lot faster because... Unlike the others who are like, yeah, you can meet me there. Siri's basically like, oh, are you ready to go? No, I need to go do something. Okay, well, I'm just going to wait right here until you get back. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess we're doing this now. (laughs) No, I just immediately was like, no, no, no. I'll catch up with you later. So turns out the hideout is that play area. The playhouse, yeah. Apparently isn't being used anymore. It's It was abandoned. But they didn't really go into details. Yeah, I was. I didn't realize that's what he was talking about either at first, because I'm like, I'm not sure where this is. And then you go in there, I'm like, wait, it's this place? I thought people were still here. Okay, I guess. Like, why on earth would this be abandoned? Yeah, especially because it's like right in the middle of town. And the play for my save was incredibly successful. Right, exactly. It was, it's not like there was a fight or anything. Like, it made no sense to me that everyone was gone. But they were. And you get in there and... And see, that is when I fa- found out all the details about the contract and stuff. When Because we all got back and had a toast to Tamaria. And see, and then, I... And then that's when Thaler and Roach and everybody started to explain the plan. Or, like, what was going on. I swear I knew about that beforehand. I swear I did. Because Geralt was like, isn't it a little early to be celebrate to, like, to- toast to the country? He's like, no, 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 the war's going to be over tomorrow. And then you go into this detail about, like, the envoy they sent and all that stuff. I swear that that was before because I thought Dijkstra was there because Dijkstra's immediately there. And he's like, well, guess what, guys? Turns out none of that's going yeah, to happen. Because, well, the way it went for me, because Geralt goes, are you sure that's a good idea? I mean, like, he's like, I- I'm happy about Tamaria, too, like, but... Are you sure that's a good idea? Because that's when Deistra comes out and he's like, oh, don't worry, Geralt. You don't need to be worried because none of that stuff they said is going to happen. Well, maybe you're right. I mean, maybe it did all happen there, but I swear I got some details about that from Roach beforehand. I mean, maybe you did. I just, just, in that case, I would just be curious why it went differently. So who knows? I wouldn't know. And and it's possible that maybe I'm just misremembering it because I just got all those details at that time. But But regardless, yeah. So then, uh, Obviously, everybody else is not okay with this plan because, uh, as 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 Dijkstra puts it, that's a bad deal because you're basically sacrificing everybody else just for Tamaria. Exactly, and they're like, "Well, screw you." We were always we're- in it for Tamaria because that's what they're. Yeah, they were like, always they were all Tamarian soldiers. It's like that's what this is all about. That's what we're doing. And Dijkstra's like, "Well." I guess you all are going to have to die then. Right. Because you know too much of the plan. Right. And I'm going to take over Radovid's job and I'm going to win the war. So then you have two options to go with Dijkstra or the guy who saved your life on multiple occasions and has been your friend through multiple games. Right. Yeah. It was not a hard decision for me because I was like, as much as I liked Dijkstra earlier in the game or whatever, yeah, it was a no brainer because it's like, you wouldn't help. Roach has been sticking his neck out for me multiple times. And say what you will about Thrayer, 
because he specifically because I asked him because they mentioned going back meeting back at that hideout at the beginning of yeah, the quest. Same here. And I specifically asked there, so you guys aren't going to come? And they're like, well, me and Deekstra aren't really that much of fighters. So say what you will about Thrayer, who is definitely on Roach's side. Because he he does fight in that fight. For you yeah, and Roach. Right. Because I picked to side with Roach. Oh, yeah, it was not too. a hard decision. Yeah, because Deekstra's like, girl, this doesn't bother you. This doesn't concern you. This isn't Witcher business. Uh, good luck on your path or whatever. And I'm like, no. No, 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 buddy. Roach has saved me on multiple occasions. I absolutely, like, yeah, I, it, I mean, I was I would have sided with with Roach anyway, but my reaction even would have been even if I wasn't already biased towards Roach, it'd be like, you guys can hash it out amongst yourselves the politics part, but I'm not going to let you kill each other. Yeah, here's the thing: like, yeah, you're not going to kill Roach, right? Like, I don't know what to tell you, man. That's just not happening. He's a very good. He and Vess have been there for me a lot. As much as I like Deekstra, liked, yeah. Guess who helped me when Siri needed it? Roach. Guess who literally saved my life hours before this? Yeah, during Roach. this mission. Exactly. Where it were was, you? Yeah, it was not a hard choice because no, Roach it, has been there for me. It was an easy choice. And I think I, I mentioned on last episode that like no matter what, I don't care what people think of me, I'm going to look up how to not kill Siri. And I'm pretty sure, like I already knew going into the fight that I had to side with Roach. I just didn't know why, and as soon as I knew why, I'm like, <laughs> would have chose this anyway, because yeah. Dijkstra sucks in this instance. It's like, I've been on board for everything before. I even kind of get it that you're really mad about Philippa, because everything I've seen about Philippa is, she's like, the worst. And And the thing of it is, if he hadn't have been specifically trying to kill the rest of them, he had a point. It really was kind of a really bad deal. It was a bad deal. Like, he's he was, not wrong. He's not wrong. It was a really bad deal. Because Nilfgaard was definitely going to win the war if this happened. Basically, the North was saying, take it and just let us do our thing. And Dijkstra was like, no. I don't want Nilfgaard to win. That's the whole point. Yeah, he's like, that's why I've been involved in this from the beginning. So, like, that's the thing is, in a vacuum, had he not tried to murder the others, I could definitely see myself siding with Dijkstra. But when he's going to kill them, I'm like, I can't let you do that. Yeah, I'm like, no, 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 no. Because they're talking about how they're going to stop the envoy from making it. And he's like, well, you know too much. And because of that, you're going to die. Because both basically, neither of them were, were willing to back down. Mm -hmm. They're like, Dijkstra, you're wrong. You're not doing this. And Dijkstra's like, I don't care. I am. And so no matter what, both of your characters were at an impasse. Right. And yeah, like from a pure rational standpoint, Dijkstra is correct. It was a bad deal, but I'm not going to let you kill Roach. I'm sorry. He just, he, he has more than earned my, me siding with him at this point. Yeah. And so that marks the end of the Redanian... <laughs> saga yeah uh because essentially after you're done with that it basically just roach is like cool thanks man we're gonna go take care of everything else because Geralt goes yeah i think i'm done <laughs> i'm gonna go and they're like yeah i get it you've been way more involved than you'd normally want to be 
we appreciate it and thank you, but we'll take it from here. And he's like, cool. <laughs> Cause like, I don't really want to do this anymore. Yeah. But, but yeah, it, it, it is, I mean, we, we don't immediately see what happens out of that, but we can only assume that the peace treaty then goes through. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure we'll hear more about that later. Yeah. Because nothing, imme- I mean, obviously things take time and nothing immediately happens after that anyway. Right. So the world just keeps going on. And I think that's one of the things that I do like about this game is it's not like a fast forward three months and suddenly you just keep going on with your business. And, it'll, and eventually it catches up to you. And things just keep going on. Yeah. And it, it, it's that's one of the things that I've really liked about this game is it feels like the world is actually it feels like the world is actually like alive and doing things outside of just you. Yeah. And I, I know I've talked about it before, but I also really like, you know, we, we frequently have repercussions for our decisions, but it's almost always way down the line and not like, Oh, you immediately know what you did wrong or whatever, because you wouldn't in real life. And in this case, it's like, this is going to have an impact, right? It's just how much of an impact it's hard to say right now. But with that, yeah, I think that's probably going to do it for this episode. We've So I guess real quick, I guess I don't really have many expectations going in. I, I mean, really, it's basically we, we, we still need to talk about Yennefer, Yennefer and Avalok. Avalok stuff, yeah. So uh, we wound up spending a lot of time talking about stuff that we actually, for one, very rarely actually already have stuff to talk about for next week, which almost never happens. <laughs> um, but... Well, it's because we keep droning on about everything. <laughs> Elves being warriors are cool. <laughs> yeah, and um, <laughs> the animation. Oh, that animation! <laughs> I already, for- I cared so little, I already forgot. So everyone already knows I'm not going to go back and check that. So if somebody in the Discord wants to figure that out, let me know. That'd be awesome. But I'm definitely going to forget in the next two minutes while we do our outro. <laughs> But other other expectations, uh, I mean, we're definitely getting pretty close to the end here. So I, I'm expecting we're going to just keep pushing forward. And it may, even if we don't get to the end, we'll probably get pretty close. I'm honestly thinking I am, I am definitely going to have the game beat by the next time we play or by the next time we record. Yeah. Whether we get into everything or not, I am, as we said at the beginning of this podcast, so done. <laughs> yeah. And I want it to be over with. Then we got to dive into that DLC. Yeah. <laughs> that it, all jokes aside, the game really has been, it's really been an experience and I've really, I'm really glad that we, we dove into the Witcher because I've been having a, a really a fantastic yeah. time with it. Yes. Burnout comments aside, it has been an excellent game and I'm definitely glad I, I picked it this time. So with that being said, uh, as always, you can find us online in a few different places. You can find us on our Discord, uh, which we link through our Twitter account, and where we have good conversations and talk about frequently about the game we're playing or just whatever else our little community has going on there and apparently take votes on you know, how much Chris and I are going to hate ourselves for the next few weeks. <laughs> uh, but, that, but that's fine. Um, and then, again, also on the Twitter channel itself, which is video game C2C, that is the number two. And uh, again, we post updates about like when we have new episodes or what we're working on or just general 
announcements. Um, as of the time of this recording, we are literally just about to break 1,000 downloads, and we're very excited about that. Yes. Uh, by the time this goes up, we pro- I'm, I'm sure we probably will have have broken it, but... I hope so. Otherwise, things are really not going well for us because we were at like 994. Yeah, like as of of a couple hours ago, we were literally like five away. (laughs) So (laughs) um, if we don't, I'll go out there and download them myself. In in the in the saddest celebration ever, Chris goes out and downloads some episodes on his own. (laughs) We did it. But no, we we have had a lot of uh, growth recently because a month ago we were hitting 750 and, uh, you know, that's 60 plus a week, which is quite a bit more than we were averaging not long ago at all. And I would like to say I I cannot appreciate the, the support that we've already gotten enough. I mean, just the fact that people want us to keep playing the DLC, like I know I'm kind of complaining about it, but it's like it's really cool to see that like people actually care about what Andrew and I have to say. Well, or yeah, like you even cared enough to vote. <laughs> I just, I really want to thank everyone for the support. And we got at least one comment that if nothing else, we at least have to play blood and wine because it's so good apparently. So, <laughs> but if we're going to do that's that, that's the first one, right? No, that's the second one. Oh, of two. <laughs> so hence the problem. <laughs> New episodes every Monday, wherever you get your podcasts. And, you know, if you do enjoy what you're doing and you do like us and, and you like what we have to say and you like what we're doing here, if if you could take just a moment and shoot us a review or throw us some some stars or whatever <laughs> the rating system is on your listening, I think iTunes is stars. Pick the biggest number. <laughs> yeah. Do, I'm not going to tell you how to vote, but. Whatever you want to do, we'd love to hear from you. But please pick the biggest number. (laughs) (laughs) Please. (laughs) And with that, I love Yennefer. Yennefer.